0: We're going to learn through an interesting opinion in the Rishonim. This comes from Rav Sadia Gaon, and we'll see other sources on this. Uh, The issue here is when it comes to Kirush HaKodesh, to sanctifying the new month, so as we know, that's a mitzvah that the Torah gives specifically to the Jewish people to be in charge of the calendar. So there's two ways to do that. One is what we call Re'iya, that witnesses see the new moon, they come to the court, they testify that they saw the moon, and then the court sanctifies the new month. And the second way of doing that is cheshbon, what we use nowadays, which is an equation or principles of how to structure the calendar. And following those rules, you can figure out how the calendar is supposed to be. The Rambam in Hilks Kiddush HaKodesh goes through those rules at great length about how we structure our calendars nowadays. So the standard telling of this, and we'll see later on that this is the Rambam's opinion very strongly, is that when the mitzvah was originally commanded, the Torah intended it to be done through rei'a. So the ideal of the mitzvah is to do it with witnesses. Only once that system fell apart, because we lost the Jewish court system, then we moved to the system of cheshbon, which is how we've been doing it since. But Rav Sadia Gaon says it actually works the other way, that the original intention of the Torah was to do the calendar through Cheshbon. And then, and we'll talk about why this was in a few minutes, because of some historical reasons, they changed for a couple hundred years and they went to the Re'iya system. And now we're back to the original intention of the Torah. So this is a very unexpected view. It goes very much against how we conventionally think about this mitzvah. And it's interesting to discuss theoretically, historically, and it also helps us get a little bit more at the essence of what the mitzvah of Kiddush Chodesh is. So it's worth exploring this position a little bit more. I'm going to base my sources primarily on the presentation in a sefer called B'shvilei O Oraisa from Reb Simcha Lieberman, from England, there's a volume on Rosh Chodesh, and he discusses this in two chapters. And also, I'm going to add a few sources from the Masifta Gemara in Sanhedrin, which also has some sources on this. Now, the fullest presentation of Rav Sadia Gaon's approach appears in the commentary of Rabbeinu Bechaye on the Torah in Shmos in the Parshas Bo, Parak Yud Beis, Pasuk Beis, where the Torah first commands the concept of Rosh Chodesh and Kiddush HaChodesh. So he quotes this position in the name of Rabbeinu Hananel. Now in the Chevel edition he has a footnote on the bottom and he quotes a number of historians and scholars who say that even though this is quoted from Rabbeinu Hananel but it's basically Rav Sadia Gaon's opinion and uh, that much of Rabbeinu Hananel's commentary on the Torah was taken from Rav Sadia Gaon's op- Commentary on the Torah. And in other sources also, Rav Hai Gaon quotes this from Rav Sadia Gaon. So this was certainly Rav Sadia Gaon's position, even though the fullest presentation of it appears in Rabbeinu Bechaye's commentary much later, and he's quoting what he saw from Rabbeinu Hanano. So, as he describes it, kfius the establishment of the months, meaning the establishment of the Jewish calendar, al pi lo al pi is only based on the cheshbon, not based on the seeing of the moon. Now, he then proceeds to quote six proofs to this position, and we're going to go through them. Proof number one, he says that the forty years that the Jews were in the desert, they had the Ananeha hakavod covering them all the time. As he puts it, Hayahanan osam bayom, the clouds covered them in the day, Vamud Haesh laila and a pillar of fire was there in the night. Vlo Shemesh Bayom They didn't see that entire time the sun in the daytime, nor the moon at the night. So if they didn't see the moon for those forty years in the desert, there was no no way for them to do the sanctification of the new month based on seeing the moon. So when Hashem commanded Moshe in Parsha's bow, to do the sanctification of the new moon, it must have been without anyone seeing the moon. So it must have been based on cheshbon, based on the rules of the calendar, but not on actually seeing the moon. Now, as an interesting aside to this first proof, before we continue with the rest of the proofs, so the netziv in his commentary on the sifri in Parshas Baaloscha, he asks, what kind of proof is this, that they weren't able to see the moon? All they had to do was step out of the Ananeha HaKavod, go outside the clouds for a minute, and look up. At the moon, and they could have been Mekadesh through that. So that's his question on this proof. Now, the Chazon Ish in Arachayim Simon Kuf Mem Sifkat and Gimel tries to make sense of this proof, and he says that it's not that the Jews weren't able to see the sun at all, there was no sunlight in the Anane HaKavod. Because he says, how then would they have walked during the day? There was only a pillar of fire at night, but in the day they must have had some sunlight. So he explains that Rabbeinu Bachaya means that there was some sunlight coming in through the clouds. So there was light, but that's not enough to be able to be Mikdash the chodesh, by seeing the moon through the clouds. In other words, if you see it through a glass or something else, you're not able to testify about the Kiddush HaChodesh. It has to be a direct sight. So that's his explanation of Rabbeinu Bahaye that there was light coming in the clouds, but they weren't able to be mekadesh the new month, based on that moonlight. Now, Rabbeinu V'chaye, though, does seem to say that there was no light at all. That's the simple reading. And uh, also, there is a medrash which says that the 40 years that the Jews were in the desert, they never needed the sunlight or the moonlight because the clouds themselves provided some light. So that was part of the miracle of the Anani HaKavod, that they gave a light inside of them. Proof number two Rabbeinu V'chaye brings is from a Pasuk in Divrei Hayamim Aleph, Yud Yudbe'ez, Pasuk Lamad Gimel, where the Divayam refers to Bnei Yisachar, that the tribe of Yisachar was Yodei Bina Le'itim. They were so wise that they knew the time. So the Gemara understands this to be an explicit reference to being able to set up the calendars. Says Rabbeinu Bechaye, if the calendar is just based on seeing the moon, it doesn't take a lot of wisdom. Anyone who sees the moon could come and say, I saw the new moon. So the fact that the Pasuk describes Yisachar as so wise because they know about the calendar it must be a reference to the Cheshb, That they know the rules of setting up the calendar, which is an indication of great wisdom. So, again, that indicates that in the times of the Tanakh, they used the Cheshbon to set up the calendar. Proof number three comes from the Haftorah that we read when Rosh Chodesh falls out on a Sunday, Machar Chodesh, which tells the whole story of David and Yehonasan, and they're making up a plan to save David. So David tells Yehonasan, there, Machar Chodesh, that tomorrow is going to be Chodesh. Says Rabbeinu B'chaye, how did he know when Rosh Chodesh was going to be, if it all depends on witnesses coming and testifying that they saw the moon? And furthermore, he says, that in that Haftorah, we see that there was a double Rosh Chodesh in that time which is the same we do nowadays. Sometimes we have two days Rosh Chodesh. Now, there is some debate whether there would have been two days of Rosh Chodesh if it was based on Re'iah. Was it always one day of Rosh Chodesh? Because if they saw it on the 30th, they would sanctify it. And if they didn't see it then, then the next day, the 31st day, would be Rosh Chodesh by itself. So Rabbein Bechai assumes there should only be one day of Rosh Chodesh if it's based on Re'iyah. So the fact that there's two days of Rosh Chodesh, and again, David knows exactly when Rosh Chodesh is going to be, indicates that they were doing it based on Cheshbon, even in those early times. Now, proof four comes from the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, which quotes a famous statement from Rabban Gamliel, where he tells the witnesses, His tradition that he received from his father, they were a very prominent family, and he had an exact tradition uh, regarding the cycle of the moon, how long it takes. So that's another proof that there was this long-standing cheshbon even in early times. And the last two proofs come from two Mishnayis. One in Paragimel, Mishnah Aleph, says a case where everybody saw the new moon, the witnesses, the based in, everybody knows that the new moon appeared and they testified about it. They were about to say mikudash, so they were going to sanctify Rosh Chodesh and then the sun set. So now it's nighttime and they're not able to sanctify the new month at night. So the halacha is that the 30th day is not Rosh Chodesh even though everyone knows that it actually is but we push it off to the 31st day. So Rabbeinu Nebuchadnezzar says if the main thing is when they see it, how could you have Rosh Chodesh on the 31st day when everybody knows that the 30th day was really Rosh Chodesh. So this indicates that the rules, the Cheshbon is the primary way of setting the calendar. And also a Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah, and Parak Be'ez Mishnah Ches. So it has a case where two witnesses testify that they saw the moon on the 30th Day. And then the next night, the 31st, they don't see the moon. So Robin Gamliel said that we still accept them and we make the 30th day Rosh Chodesh. So again, this case seems impossible that the moon could appear one night and then disappear again the next night. So it must be that the Ri'a is not the primary focus here, but really the Cheshbon was the main way of setting up the calendar. So those are his proofs, as we saw, three from the Tanakh and three from the Gemara. Now, interestingly enough, the Chida writes that there is another major Rishon who agrees with Rav Sadia Gaon's approach, and this will be interesting historically uh, because it's the Remigash who was a Rebbe of the Rambam's father. So much of the Rambam's tradition and his Torah came from the Remigash. But in his tshuvas, in Simen Kuf Mem Vav, the Remigash is asked, Why don't we do the Kirush HaKodesh based on Reiya?" nowadays anymore. So he answers very briefly. He says, The reason why we do it based on cheshbon is because Mishum Diyadin and since we know the rules of the calendar, Lo based in we don't need to do the Kiddush, the sanctification in the Sanhedrin, because in heaven they already sanctify it. So he doesn't really give an answer. He just says we don't need to do the Kiddush Achodesh based on Re'iyah anymore because we have Cheshbon. So in the new editions of the Rimagash they quote that the Chidah in his Sefer Ein Zocher he asks what's going on over here. The Rimagash never answered the question. The questioner of course knew there's no more Sanhedrin. All the Rimagash tells him is we don't need Re'iyah. So he argues that the Remigash held like the position of Rabbeinu Hananel, uh, which he connects historically to him because Rabbeinu Hananel was a Rebbe of the Rif, who was a Rebbe of the Remigash, but uh, as we've seen, this went back even further to Rav Sadia Gaon, and he believes that the Remigash was in that tradition, so that's what the Remigash is saying, that the primary way of sanctifying the new month is through Cheshbon, not Re'iyah. So nowadays, we're just following the original intention of the mitzvah, but it's not a significant change. So we'll see, this will be historically important because the Rambam is going to heavily criticize this position, and according to the Chida, he's criticizing the position of one of his primary Rebbeim. Now, there are some major problems with Rav Sadia Gaon's approach. First of all, The halacha is perhaps not for every month but certainly for some months that the witnesses are allowed to do chilol shabbos in order to get to the court to testify about seeing the new moon. So let's say the new moon is seen on a Friday night, they could travel on Shabbos in order to go testify about it. Now, even according to the Rambam, there's some discussion, how are we doing Chilol Shabbos in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Kirush HaKodesh? But according to Rav Sadia Raon, this is a major problem. How can witnesses be traveling on Shabbos and violating Shabbos, which is a very serious prohibition, in order to do something which is not even the primary form of sanctifying the new month? So that's a very key problem. Another minor problem is in the Chazon Yechezgal, in his discussion in Rosh Hashanah, in the Tosefta, Perak Aleph, Halachayud. So the Tosefta there implies that there was some confusion. They weren't sure when Rosh Hashanah was going to be in the desert, whether it was going to be day 30 or day 31. So according to Rav Sadia Gaon, that it was all based on the Cheshbon, why did they not know when Rosh Hashanah was going to fall out? It would only make sense that they didn't know that if they were waiting to see the new moon. So he says maybe the uncertainty was that they still had to discuss the cheshbon and see when it was going to fall out. So uh, that's a minor problem. Now the key problem with Rav Saad is that when you look through Maseches Rosh Hashanah, the Mishnays and the Gemara, so the impression you get from pages and pages and pages is that the main way they set up the calendar throughout the whole period of the Mishnah and the Gemara was based on the Re'iyah. They were always waiting for the witnesses to show up in order to set up the new month. So how can Rav Sadia Gaon tell us that the primary way of setting up the calendar is the cheshbon, when the Gemara seems to imply across many pages that the primary way was certainly the re'iyah? So Rav Sadia Gaon is not unaware of this problem, and he gives us an interesting historical answer. He says that the whole thing was a response to the tzedukim at the early part of the Mishnah the students of Antignus Ish Sochot, Tzadok, and Baitos began to reject the tradition of the Torah Shabbat of Chazal. And throughout the Mishnah, the Chachamim, the rabbis, were always fighting against the Tzdukim's deviation from the Torah Shebaal So he says that the Tzdukim were the ones who started to make problems for the Cheshbon. And they said, no, it's not a true equation. You don't really know the math. You're not understanding how to set up the calendar. And your calendar is incorrect. So because of that, Chazal decided to go to war with the Tzdukim. And they made the Re'iyah much more important to show the tzadukim that their calendar was based on empirical fact on the sightings of the moon and there was no way to challenge the authority of Chazal when it came to the calendar. So according to Rav Sadia Gaon, the Re'iyah system, which was in place throughout the Mishnah, was a concession that Chazal made in order to defeat the tzadukim. But that only went on for a couple of centuries. That's the record we have in the Mishnah and the Gemara. But before before that the ideal mitzvah was based on cheshbon, and now we went back to that system. So it's a very interesting historical story that Rav Sadia Gaon says according to this position. Rav Simcha Lieberman and his sefer that I mentioned has a very nice discussion of this, and he develops the theme that when Chazal defended the calendar, it wasn't just a fight over the calendar. But it was a fight over the entire authority of Chazal because one of the key themes of the Jewish calendar is that Hashem gave it to humans, to the rabbis, to the courts in order to establish, even though it seems like it should be an empirical, physical Process. It should just be based on the laws of science. But Hashem said that the based in has the ultimate authority almost over that science. Obviously, they have to do it within reason and follow the rules, but the based in is the ultimate authority over. That entire process. So Chazal felt that they had to do anything in order to protect that authority because it went to the essence of what it meant to have the Torah Shabbal Peh and to have the authority of Chazal. So that's why they defended it so fiercely and they were willing to change the process a bit in order to preserve the integrity that nobody could challenge the authority of Chazal, over the Jewish calendar. Of course, if it was all a concession to the Tzedukim, so it makes it even more problematic that they were violating Shabbos, so that would be a lingering problem. But that is, in essence, the approach of Rav Sadia Gaon to this mitzvah. Now, there's even a further interesting historical point here, and that is the same way that Rav Sadia Gaon says that Chazal changed the mitzvah from Cheshbon to Re'iyah in order to defeat the Tzdukim. So the Rambam, in his commentary on the Mishnah, when he criticizes the position of Rav Sadia Gaon and Abar Benel in his comments on Parsha's bow, they both seem to imply that that same phenomenon is true of Rav Sadia Gaon himself. Meaning he didn't even believe that the primary mitzvah of Kiddush Shachodesh was Cheshbon, and that nowadays we do it properly. He only said that in order to defeat his own enemies of his day, which were the Karites, who again rejected the oral law. They rejected the whole Torah Shebaal Peh. And Rav Sadia Gaon was one of the main fighters against the Karaites in favor of the Mesorah, the tradition of Chazal. So one of the arguments of the Karites is that our calendar is not proper because it's not based on Re'iyah, meaning we say that it should be based on witnesses testifying. And here we have a whole Jewish calendar that has no witnesses, there's no courts, it's based on Cheshbon. So the Karaites opposed the Chazal's calendar, the calendar we use, because it doesn't properly follow the rules of Re'iyah. So that's why Rav Sadia Gaon opposed them and he changed what he knew was true. In other words, he knew that the mitzvah was actually Re'iya, but in order to defeat the Karaites, he said that the mitzvah was based on Cheshbon. So according to this approach a very interesting thing happened, which is Rav Sadia Gaon used the same approach that he claimed Chazal used, that they changed the essence of the mitzvah of Kirush HaChodesh in order to defeat their enemies the tzdukim but in fact fact, it was Rav Sadia Gaon who was doing that. So he himself knew that the main mitzvah was re'ia, like the simple reading of the Psukim and the Mishnah and the Gemara. But in order to defeat the Karaites, he came up with this other approach that made Cheshbon the primary thing which then defended the calendar of Chazal that he was fighting to defend. Again this is not clear. Rav Sadia Gaon himself does not say this and nobody in his tradition says this. This is what the Rambam in his Pirush HaMishnayus when he's criticizing Rav Sadia Gaon's position. So that's how he explains it. In other words he's saying that Rav Sadia Gaon basically agrees with his viewpoint except he was trying to fight the Karaites and to protect the Halacha in his day. Now, what's interesting about this is that, as we mentioned, the Rambam's teacher, the Remigash, who was not known for his fights against the Karites, so he also, according to the Chida, accepts this approach. So, that would raise some questions with the Rambam's view on this, because why would the Remigash accept it if it's not true? Rav was just trying to fool the people in order to protect them from the arguments of the Karaites. So, in conclusion, there's all these different historical claims flying around that different people changed the description of this mitzvah in order to battle those who were trying to undermine the halacha. But what it really underscores is how much the calendar was connected with the authority of Chazal and how central it was to the whole concept of the Torah Shabbat, Peh. It was a model of how the courts were able to establish halacha and one of the areas where the enemies of the rabbis and of Chazal and the enemies of halacha really tried to undermine it. And these fights went on for centuries, so we're all indebted to people like Rav Sadia Gaon and the Rambam who fought against them and protected our calendar. Now the Rambam we keep alluding to but uh, his position is totally against this. He discusses the approach of Rav Sadia Gaon without mentioning his name in his commentary on the Mishnah in two places primarily in Rosh Hashanah in Perek Beis, Mishnah Zion and he also mentions it in Menachos and Perek Yud Aleph, Mishnah Zion. And he uh, utterly rejects this idea that originally the intention of the Torah was to sanctify the new months based on Cheshbon. And he says that the a simple reading of the psukim, of the mishnayis, of the Gemara, is all indicative that originally it was all based on Raiyah on the witnesses, and then only afterwards, when the courts were no longer able to do it, they switched to the cheshbon system. And the Rambam's approach, of course, is conventional wisdom nowadays. It's the more popular one amongst the Rishonim. Uh, the Rambam has a proof for this from a famous Gemara, which Rashi also quotes in Parshas Bo, which is that when Moshe had difficulty understanding Kirush Foda so Hashem actually showed him an image of it and he said This is the image of what the moon should look like when you do the Kiddush HaKodesh so that according to the Rambam is very clear proof that when the mitzvah was originally given Hashem's intention was for the witnesses to look at the moon and then they would sanctify the new months but it was not that there would be rules which guided the calendar. Now there is a very serious problem with the Rambam's approach and that is how do we do Kiddush HaKodesh nowadays? Because since we can no longer do Re'iyah, we rely on the Cheshbon, but who says that's good enough? Who says that just having rules which determine how we set up the calendar is enough to do Kiddush HaKodesh, to sanctify the new month and to give the Jewish calendar the sanctity that it has. So this is a very serious problem and the Rambam's well aware of this. And he discusses how we do it nowadays and how it works, even though we're not able to do the ideal command of the Torah. And there's a famous debate between the Rambam and the Ramban on this issue. So hopefully we'll deal with that another time. It's not for now, but just for now, suffice it to say that the Rambam is well aware of this problem. And according to him, that's even the motivation for Rav Saad trying to say his approach in order to resolve how we do it nowadays. So uh, these are the key themes in this issue, the debate between Rav Sadia Gaon and the Rambam. I'll just end off with a third position, which is a very interesting position. It, in some ways, is the essence of Rav Sadia Gaon's approach, but he modifies it enough that it can withstand some of the Rambam's arguments against him. So this comes from Sefer Ha'Ibor, written by Rabbi Ram bar but it's quoted in a more traditional source in the Abu Drahman. He, in Parakhav Test he talks about the Seder Ha'ibor, all about the rules of the calendar. And in there, he quotes extensively from the Sefer Ha'ibor. And this is one of the passages. This is in Os Hay. So the Abu Draham's position, which is sort of a middle position, is that basically we rely on the Cheshbon, on the Molad, when the rules of astronomy say that the new month should start. But he says that the difficulty is it's very hard to know exactly when that is. So Hashem did a favor for the Jewish people and he wasn't stringent about the month starting at exactly the right time. He says, Hashem was not strict and demanded that we have to start Rosh Chodesh from the immediate moment that the new moon first appears at the Molad. But he gave us some leeway. In other words, Hashem did us a favor. He gave us some leniency with when we start the new month, that there is some room for error, so to speak, even if we don't start it at the moment of the molad, so we're able to start it at the time when we figure out that it's the new month. So according to this approach, like Rav Sagi Gaon, the essence of the Jewish calendar is the cheshbon, is the rules that guide it, and it all has to be done perfectly properly. But there is a leniency built into the mitzvah. Hashem didn't want to make it so difficult for us that if we miss the molad, so we're in trouble and we have to start Rosh Chodesh at that moment. So he gave us all this leeway that we find in the Jewish calendar that if we start it a day later it's okay and we can sort of correct it as the months go on. So that's where we get the concept of re'iyah. It's to allow us to wait until we're able to see the moon because we're humans. We're not all scientific astronomical machines. So we wait until people see the moon, and then we start the new month. So, in that sense, it resolves some of the Rambam's issues because the concept of re'iyah is not something which the rabbis, which Chazal introduced later on in history, it's something which was inherent in the mitzvah that Hashem himself introduced in order to give us a certain amount of leniency, so that's why the mitzvah was always based on the re'iyah. But that said, the cheshbon still is, of course, very important because that's the essence of what we're trying to get at with our eyes, we're trying to figure Figure out when that is supposed to start. So this is a very nice approach from the Abu Draham that uh, resolves some of the issues that we've been discussing. It's also very interesting to note because it's true there is a lot of flexibility built into the Jewish calendar. But according to the Abu Draham, that's by design because it's important to not make it too difficult for people to live by. But Hashem wanted it to be something that we're able to comfortably function with. So that's why He built in the nature of this mitzvah the way it is.